Yeah, we're doing it right now and or sometimes when we're just hanging out. But <laughs> beer. Beer is such a day brightener sometimes. <laughs> and I, I'm going to say all the time. But sometimes you just need that golden day brightener known as beer. And they're not always all golden. And that's kind of what we're talking about today. We're going to talk about beer. And I know that's kind of broad, but bear with us, folks. We're going to be breaking beer down for you. Just, just a tiny bit. We're, we are by no means experts. We don't, uh, we don't brew our own. We do not own breweries. Um, I have. We. I, I know we both have had a lot of beer in our lives, uh, but we're by no means experts. We're not here to tell you like here's how to do it at home. We're not here to tell you um, this is a this is the only good beers. These are only bad beers. What we're doing today is a discussion of what we've gleaned from drinking and a little bit of what we've learned uh looking into it uh i myself have been an avid beer ticker which i don't think is even the word anymore for many years like since i was 21 uh but one of those people that experiential dry, uh, drinkers i have a, an app on my phone i keep track of not every single beer because i often forget on account of its beer and you don't always remember what you're doing when you're drinking beer you're counting but, your carbs, Carlo. That's what <laughs> not, I, it's, I can't count that high. So I have the Untapped <laughs> app, which is a it's Facebook for people who drink beer. Mm-hmm. You don't discuss your feelings. You don't discuss your relationships. You don't discuss how uh, your uh, you don't discuss the Mandalorian. You just talk about beer, uh, and you just keep track of every single beer you've ever had. You write down your opinion. You give it a uh, one out of five with all kinds of gradients in between. Um, and you can keep track of where you had it, how, what it was like. So you can kind of have the conversation because I, I was looking at the app in preparation for today and I found beers, we, uh, Innocent Gun that we had back in Edinburgh. I've, I've found some local beers from around the, uh, around the world that I tried only one time. Some, some old favorites, some things from like some of my favorite breweries like Founders and Buffalo Bayou, uh, Hitachino. And it's a kind of cool little like walk down memory lane uh, or I guess stumble down memory lane, looking at all these weird beers I've had. Beers, uh, they're, they're great for memories and repressing memories <laughs> and trying to remove memories. And dealing they're with trauma. making new fun memories with that police officer who's yeah. putting you in the back of the squad car. <laughs> <laughs> and, and but, but beer is such a... Argue, it's not always about making bad decisions. Beers can also be a good decision. No, it really can be. And I think that's something that, that we'll definitely be discussing is like how beer can be a mildly good decision in some cases but <laughs> how to make it a an even better decision because we're going we're not alcoholics by the way i know you're listening to this and like oh my god these fools are alcoholics we're not totally Don't they record this at nine in the morning they have beer already <laughs> it's not nine it's not we're nine it's what it's, it is. it's barely 12 <laughs> barely not your business <laughs> uh, like who are you to judge you alky <laughs> but going with beer let's start off with a good jumping off point and me being a bit of a historian and all that stuff and uh being a former history teacher let's look at a little bit but just a little bit into the history of beer because oddly enough 
you're just not really going to find a very conclusive history of beer. And let me explain why. Beer is something that has been around for so long that there's no way to really identify where its origins are. A lot of people, oh, it's the Vikings, it's the Barbarians, it's the German, that's all bullshit. Uh, more than likely, it came from the Middle Eastern regions. They're not exactly sure where or how, but a lot of people, uh, according to a few articles and historical uh, websites, will say that more likely beer has been around a lot longer than what we think, and more than likely it kind of popped up around the time of when man first starts getting into settlements. So this is going to be around the time where we start doing what is known as the agrarian, the, uh, I always screw this word up, <laughs> uh, the agrarian civilization. Um, so this is basically when man at the time stops, well, doesn't completely stop, but goes from being primarily hunter-gatherer tribe settlements that are kind of nomadic to discovering, hey, land, crops, food and settlements are where it's at and Possibly so we could have beer yes but no but see that <laughs> that's that. why we stopped <laughs> like we got we, can't go. those, we discovered we need to make beer, beer guys. so we're not doing this shit anymore <laughs> we're not gonna be out there fuck that you know we're keep our ass at home drink this good stuff right here yep. so uh there, a lot of um archaeologists and a lot of other uh historians and agree that beer is probably just that old where it starts uh coming it predates up. civilization yeah well yeah it not that it predates it goes right with the creation of civilization mm -hmm. so the agricultural uh settling down because what happens is of course you have the hunter-gatherer situation which sounds exactly like what it is it's hunting and gathering but the issue with hunting and gathering is like if a herd moves and that herd is your food source you're moving with it okay mm -hmm. or you're following it so that could go like from one end of a land to another end of a land all right and but what ends up happening is people start to discover hey rivers have this rich soil and with that we start farming and with farming because you know that that plant's not going to travel with you it's not like a herd so they're going to start settling down in those areas where they can start producing these foods and then what ends up happening is this is a creation of civilization people start to stay People actually start uh, developing in population. Population growth happens. But with creating, I'm not going to say creating these new foods, but with harvesting these foods comes other innovations. And one of those innovations could very well have been beer at this time because they're saying there's a lot of evidence that suggests beer pops up during this time. But that beer may have also been something that helped evolve technologies, farming technologies, because in order to, you have beer, well, let's improve upon it. Let's do this. Let's, uh, let's start, you know, uh, doing X, Y, and Z hail. Let's start boiling it. Let's see what happens. And uh, 
then you have all this interest about uh, water pressure you learn about uh proper cleaning uh keeping pests away mm -hmm. you keep things from rotting like a lot of the process of making your beer good uh translates seamlessly Different, into yeah. producing uh agriculture trial and error what works better in producing this is it hops is it wheat because you can make beer out of wheat is it barley what kind of grains uh, better suit this and you know and what doesn't that that's a big part of experimenting is what doesn't work like yep. uh, i i imagine uh beetroot beer probably is not that exciting but i'm sure <laughs> it's never been done but i'm sure back in the day someone was like hey let's see what we can do with that no that's not working <laughs> <laughs> And, I, and the, the trend continues, like the way like his subtly adjusted culture and history, uh, there are time, uh, different places. I mean, this is very Eurocentric and I apologize for that. Uh, but like the, the reason the pilgrims pulled over in North America was uh, we're out of beer. Should we continue to warmer climates where it'll be safer? No, fuck oh, it, fuck crash that. in the rock. We to, we Bam, we're done. Motherfucker and we... I'm not going to be on this boat for one goddamn day without a beer, you understand me? Fuck this, crash it, land, and what is this, Plymouth? That's okay, we're fine. We're pilgrims now, <laughs> fuck it. Um, no, you know, and... you're right. Historically, you are right, because originally, and a lot of people, we don't talk about that in U.S. history because that's not the impression we want to give to people, but in reality, yeah. that is true. That they That ship, the Mayflower, was going through a lot of shit including a lot of storms, took on some damage. But clean water is an issue back then and, and lack of water because you got tons of seawater but not drinkable water. So you have to pull over in their version, crash somewhere or land somewhere and uh, start producing something that the people can use because without it, they're going to die. So they end up in Plymouth actually because of these reasons and, and beer. The great American story right there causes the Mayflower <laughs> to land in Plymouth. Uh, a lot of people also, like to... at one point uh, it was considered sorcery. It was con it was um, considered women's work to make beer, and uh, one of the ways they would market it is that they would wear these big pointy hats with like uh, a wide brim, and it was a brewer's hat. So they would sit over this like cauldron where they would boil uh, the water. They had these these sticks that they would use to beat down the mash. Um, and basically the entire idea of the witch was a marketing scheme to take uh, to take uh, make women no longer able to brew the beer. Women were brew were brewers um, in Europe before like before the monks were. Yeah, they, the monks had wanted uh, didn't want competition. So they made it uh, made it uh, evil and decided this is what witches do. So if she's brewing, a, she's brewing something beer. That means she's a witch. And so they chased women off of uh, what has historically been their uh, domain because they didn't want competition. Well, I, I, I'm going to tell you this, Carlo. As a historian, I don't know if that's true or not, but I support it. <laughs> <laughs> Just a reminder. The monks. Yeah, no, that's, that, no, that's ours. <laughs> ours. Thank you. <laughs> like, that's our beer. Thank you. <laughs> We want it now. We'll take your recipes too and burn her. Burn her right now. That's essentially, yeah, that's kind of what happened. Mm. <laughs> but it, it's so it, it's a fabulous beverage. It's fantastic. It is. Uh, I, uh, Paul of Tompkins, a favorite uh, comedian of mine, puts it uh, you're allowed to have it. The description of a long day of work ending with a beer is a trophy. Yeah, it, no, is it really can be. 
and it can be a curse too, but it can be definitely a trophy. But, well, but, yeah, if you're drinking to excess just to brew, to prove you can, that's not drinking a beer. That's just being an that's just drinking too much. That's I not the same a, thing. I have a story for you on that one. Please remind me, Carlo. Okay. Before we jump off of the history, let me just let me just give you all a little something. And uh, Carlo, would you like me to share my screen with you on this one or not? Really? Sure. Okay. So here we go. I'm going to share my screen with Carlo from my. But adjust your mic because I can't hear you. Oh, um, I'm so sorry. <laughs> I went too far. I'm no. sorry, I went too far, which I have been told many a time. <laughs> Vada, you've gone too far. Did I really? <laughs> I don't think we've gone far enough. But anyway, before we jump out of the history of beer, um, okay. I found this article and it comes from the history, basically the history channel. So mm -hmm. uh, you can go find it there. And the title of it is Who Invented Beer? And this was published on September the 7th, 2018. Um, although it says also origins of January 8th, 2014, which I think is kind of weird. But anyway, well, it was updated in four oh, years updated later. in 2018. Yeah. Updated four years. There we go. Uh, thank you for for checking that out, Carlo. But what we have here and something that I found very, very interesting was, and this article before I go on was written by an Evan Andrews. Evan Andrews wrote this. And it says mm -hmm. here, the earliest known alcoholic beverage is a 9,000 9, year old Chinese concoction made from rice, honey, and fruit. I, I think that's pretty, I mean, 9,000 years ago, yep. that's, that's pretty fascinating. You know, um, according to some Christians, that's older than the planet Earth. <laughs> that is true. According to some of <laughs> definitely older than Earth. Oh. Where's your God now? Oh my God, those those wow! Some of those people just blow my mind. But yes, get mad uh, at me. <laughs> Nine thousand years yeah, old—that's amazing. We're, we're looking at some interesting stuff. So this has been something that I know we think that we've been improving upon, and and and, and we have improved upon it. But you got to think, nine thousand years else. ago, how. <laughs> interesting is that that we've been brewing actually technically if you're looking at the 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 settlement of man we've been brewing longer than nine thousand years ago mm -hmm. it's just nine thousand years ago is when someone decided hey let me write this down before i forget <laughs> yeah. Yeah. i'm sure there was like there was at some like shamanistic level it was like like a holy thing like the holy man was the one who made beer like who made some kind of alcohol mm -hmm. like he makes he makes your he makes your problems go away for a little while yeah um, i mean if you if you do it like you'll have a great time if you have too much then you're cursed by the gods mm -hmm. and you want to die the next morning <laughs> yeah sir oh my god yeah you definitely want to die the next morning but if you have just the right amount you sleep great and you have you have you have a, it just makes your whole day better <laughs> But, you know, so that's just a brief little brief water down, super water down history of beer. And which brings us to now, Carlo. Carlo, if, if you could tell me. Give me your. Fuck it, let's break, break. No, not three. Give me your top four favorite beers. Um, I don't know. I'm not. 
as much as I like, I do like some specific breweries. Mm-hmm. Um, and there's some beers that stand out in my mind. I can't say they're my favorite because there isn't a type of beer that I could would be like my island beer. Like I have, I'm, I have, I'm going to the desert island. Here's the list. This is the only beers I ever want. I li- I'm experiential. I like having trying a lot of different things. Um, a few come to mind. Um, out uh, and a, a lot of them, uh, not all of them, but some of a lot of them are uh, are local. Um, probably a good everyday beer, which will probably be on your list, might be on your list as well, is because I'm from Texas. Going to be Shiner Bach. Damn right. It is truly an independent brewery, like one of the few ones that actually are independent. That is that has a pedigree that's been doing it and been doing it right for a very long time. Uh, out of Shiner, Texas, they do have a Shiner Light and they have just a Shiner lager and all that but shiner bach that is that's what they should have been drinking on king of the hill not alamo they should have been drinking <laughs> shiner bach um it is independent it, they've been people have tried to buy them out over and over and over again mm-hmm. the uh beer ziegenbach uh owned by i think uh budweiser owes in this. budweiser yeah, yeah budweiser um is only exists to try and hurt uh, Shiner Bach. Like yeah. if you look at the logo, it's a it's a black logo other than, other than yellow, but the font is similar, the coloring is similar. There's a little Texas logo on it, which mm-hmm. is a lie. It's a fucking lie. It's not a Texan yeah. beer, and it is purposely placed anywhere you can get Shiner Bach, and it's always like half the price. And it's like a good sign of like, are you broke and an alcoholic? You're drinking mm-hmm. Shiner Bach. You're drinking Bach. You're drinking Bach. You're drinking Bach. Drinking Bach. Not Shiner Bach. Right, yeah. Um, and I like Bach. I like darker, maltier beers. Um, another one comes to mind is the Rocket Fuel from Eighth Wonder uh, over on the east end of Houston. It is. They are a really fun group. They make wild beers, uh, and they decided to make a um, uh, Rocket Fuel, which is Vietnamese-style coffee. So it's got that like creamy, foamy texture. Porter. So it's got it's a, a dark coffee beer with a creamy like nitro uh, infusion. Mm-hmm. Uh, the first time I ran into it, I was working in a restaurant and they sent us a, ca- a case. It's like here's here's like a, here's a case of it. See if you like it. Half of it exploded because the company put so much nitro in it that the cans just ripped open. <laughs> so, and I was in the room. I just hear poof, and it just pops, and there's beer everywhere. I had to clean it up. But God damn it, it's a delicious beer. No, they don't always have it. It is uh, not not seasonal, but it's sort of like when they feel like it. Mm. Um, sometimes they'll change. They've changed the uh, recipe once or twice. So it'll be like this is a rocket fuel today. It's this uh, named after the Houston Rockets because that's how they are. They're goofy, but I absolutely love it. I, I I don't get it every time I see it, but I'm always glad when I see it. Like I'm glad that beer exists. It's a delicious fucking beverage. Um, the also a porter, which is a darker malty but less. Uh, it's also a little bit like coffee bitter, so it's it's named it's a porter because porter it's, basically type of thing. Yeah, yeah. and uh, porters are meant for uh, like porters, like a guy who works the door on a cold night. Yeah, so that's what the, it's named after. Um, so it's a fortifying beer. I really enjoy Buffalo Buffalo Bayou, another te- another Texas uh, brewery. They do lo- largely bombers. They do like big profile beers, and they do wacky shit. And one time this guy, the same restaurant, said, oh, I want you guys to try some of our beers. I know you guys sell good beer here. I was like, I, we do. Thank you. Um, do you. Have you ever had the Red Velvet Stout? He holds this massive Ooh. beer with this, like, buffalo head on it, Buffalo Bayou Brewery, Red Velvet Stout. I was like, no, new best friend. I haven't. 
here, you should try it. And he just fucking gave me, like, he worked for the company, obviously. He wasn't just a rando. But he was like, I want the comp- this you guys want it. So he's like, oh, I brought one for your boss. I was like, oh, I'll make sure he gets it. My, he's a dick. He doesn't know anything about beer. But he, like, he wasn't going to drink it. He's like, hey, hang on. I'll bring you one. I was like, oh, I appreciate that. But he meant he was going to drive, drive out to where his supply was, come back, and he brought three of them. Nice. Like, Here you go. I still love it. It's creamy. It, it, it fucking tastes like red, like a little bit of red velvet. Not like super sugary and icing. Just a little of that like dark red chocolate kind of flavor. Uh, coffee with a uh, uh, bitter maltiness underneath it. Absolutely love it. It is a massive treat of a beer. I can't have it very often. because <laughs> I, I would imagine. Um, but I absolutely, I, I really, really like it. Um, let's see. What's another... I think that's that's three, right? So yeah. that three? Yeah, that's three. I should check my uh why don't you check that and I'll go ahead and I'll jump into mine yeah. for right now if you want. And then you can surprise us with your fourth one. So my yeah. top beer, my favorite in-house beer that's just uh one that I, I truly enjoy is Shinerbach. Mm-hmm. Love a good Shinerbach. I love to crack it open. I love to see that little steam come off of it. And just uh, Shinerbach is just one of my favorites. Now, Shinerbach, it took me a minute to get into it because when uh, we were first doing theater, uh, that was just um, a very, very big beer at the time. And and a lot of people were like, hey, let me get you a beer. And they get me a Shinerbach. And at first, I didn't have a taste for it. And then after a while, I started developing a taste for it. You know, at first I was like, oh, God, I don't want a Shiner. And then eventually it got into me so much. I was like, you know what? I'll take a Shiner and really, really started to enjoy it. And, and I really like uh, Shiner Bach. Um, do you enjoy darker, maltier beers usually? Uh, sometimes. Sometimes I do. Um, and it, it kind of depends on where it's come. Like there, there are some that I, I've tried at this little place called Axelrad. And uh, yeah, I think you've been there too. And I don't always memorize the ones that I get from there, but they they do have a bunch of craft beers. Matter of fact, all, all they got is craft beers there. Yeah, and uh, it's I've had a, some- a Houston beer garden. If you're in Houston, mm-hmm. highly recommend. It's uh, uh, mostly outdoors. It's neon. It's ridiculous. It's uh, delicious. Very good vibe. Connected to beer. one of our favorite pizza places too, because remember there's that theater across the street. Oh, that's we right. Yeah, starving, uh, we would go over to Luigi's and get those Luigi's. Pizzas. Yeah, and then eventually Luigi's and Axelrad opened up that middle section, mm-hmm, and and, and now they're kind of like better. But yeah, Axelrad, head down there if you ever. Uh, parking can be a little difficult, uh, but it is a really great place to hang out and really good beers mm-hmm. on tap. Yeah. Uh, gives you a nice variety of all the local flavors and everything. Uh, but Shinerbach is just one of my faves. Uh, my second favorite is going to be uh, Hefenweiser. Uh, their Pilsner. I, I do like that good. It's a good German beer. Uh, so Hefenweiser is one of my favorites. Mm-hmm. And uh, their Pilsner particularly. And... Mm-hmm. One that I had that I love and I still get every now and then is uh, Mythanos. Now, a lot of people aren't familiar with Mythanos because... That's a Greek beer with the unicorn on the bottom. That is right. That it is a Greek beer. I've had that. 
It yeah. is so very good. And it it's is crisp. A, it's really like herbaceous. It's got like almost yes. like a minty thing to it. it it's, it's delicious. It, it's almost on the verge of like comparing it to it's a lager, but almost on the verge of like comparing it to a wheat. It's just that pronounced. And it, it's, it's just delicious. Um, but Mithanos, and I had it for the first time when I went to Greece mm -hmm. and, um, we we're there for a few weeks and I saw all these green bottles flying by. I'm like, what is that? Because you know, people just throwing them. <laughs> yeah, basically. I was like, you know, what is that? And they're like, oh, it's Mithanos. It's our like national beer. I'm like, okay. So I'll try one. And I really liked it. It was very mm -hmm. good. So Mithanos would round out my uh my number three. And as for number four, four was a hard one for me, but I'm going to have to give it to one that I also don't get very often because it is kind of pricey to, mm -hmm. to get it. But um, Buddha beer. Oh, Buddha beer. Buddha beer <laughs> is so good. And comes it comes in a green Buddha. It <laughs> uh, comes in a green Buddha, a Buddha bottle. And so you have this little bottle that's in the shape of a, a Buddha. And oh. it is just, it is very good. I really like it, but it's called Buddha beer and it is kind of pricey to get it. And it doesn't come in a six pack. It only comes in a four pack and it's kind of mm. pricey to get that four pack. So that's why I don't do it very often. You're paying a little bit for the bottle. Yeah, you are. You're and it's fine. It's just, yeah. you know, you can, you're allowed to do that. Nothing wrong with it. It's no, not a bad so I, I like those are, those are my four are uh, Shiner, Hefenweiser, uh, Mithanos and Buddha beer. Mm -hmm. um I, I can add one more but i because again like it's hard for me to say like favorites because i don't mm -hmm. it's not this that's just not how i approach beer but you bring up mythanos uh remind me i've tried it i tried it at a greek restaurant i had um what is it? i had eggplant and i had some uh stuffed grape leaves and i had like a like a very like a simple like um olive and cheese plate very simple loop dish mm -hmm. but of course the beer went great with it because, you know, it, it just the same way approach with wine, like, it, you know, it goes with where it grows. Uh, so in my mind, I, I, I eat a lot. I love food from all over the world. Uh, and when I go somewhere and I'm getting Japanese food, if I'm getting like, if it be at ramen, if we're doing sushi, we're just doing like platter of anything, anything from I, most of uh, Japan. Mm -hmm. Some of them, uh, there are some things that I, I reach for this or that. But if I'm going somewhere and I'm going to have a, like a big old bowl of ramen, I like a good refreshing beer with that, which is weird, but that's how I am. And I like a good Japanese beer with it. So I drink quite a bit of Sapporo. Um, that is a good one. I've had that. Yeah. yeah. And uh, you can even get the uh, the milk can one. Like this is the massive can. Mm -hmm. not, like not a tall boy, big old man beer. Um, because they like pour. That's in Japan. That's culturally how they drink it. You get a big fucking beer. You're not going to, you don't have this little half of like a little American pints or anything. No, fuck it. American pint, which is less than actual pints. Mm a big beer and um that with um when i'm doing japanese food is just fucking brilliant not always the most more seafoody stuff but more like the hot pot stuff and um that's a big uh part of component for me is matching what i'm eating yeah and actually you kind of bring us to a really good segue carlos so thank you is you got it you mostly think, you know, a lot of people do this with wines. They pair wines with certain foods, like what goes well with fish and what goes well with the word yeah. meat and blah, blah, blah. And then again, of course, what goes well with every type of cheese under the planet. Yeah. And um, 
a lot of people do those pairings for wines, but I don't think a lot of our listeners know, and some of them probably do. I don't know what you know, but <laughs> <laughs> we got good listeners. I'm sure right, we, we do. We have well-educated listeners. We love you all. Uh, you're all special to us. Uh, <laughs> you have, you do have pairings for beers. And and which Absolutely. which is really interesting. Now I was going online and I found this chart, and I'm going to Carlo get ready to view. Uh, okay. I found this chart that did a pairing for beers, and this was pretty fascinating. I gotta say, once I get this mm -hmm. up and going for us, uh, this was actually very very fascinating as to how they ooh. Kind of, yeah, I know, right? Yeah, it's a little infographic. This. So let me go ahead and zoom in because it's kind of small and I'm old. <laughs> you see that okay, Carlo? Yeah, I'm, yeah. All right. So what we got here is we have, this comes from uh, Craft Beers and Food Pairing Guide. Mm -hmm. And it is a interesting guide as to what kind of pairs with what so we're just going to go through a few of them for you because i don't think a whole lot of people think about that a lot of people think of let's do a wine party and you pair it with certain things right and, and nothing wrong with that and there's nothing wrong with that but you know maybe you get a little more inventive and you do a, maybe a beer pairing type of situation well, it, it's so present in mind that people know that you can do it with wine although i've seen a lot of people do it not really do it justice because they they and, and that's broad strokes uh fish and chicken fish and chicken white wine uh meats every other meat red pork sometimes one or the other and like mm -hmm. that's as far as people go where there's all the gradients in red wine all the gradients in white wine that you can there's a lot of different ways like this white wine will not pair as well with this fish because you went really herbal you should go with something buttery or this one shouldn't go with this because it's very lemony it should go with something citrusy but people, because they don't look at that second layer. And I think for that same reason, with beer, because of, I would say, the corporatization of beer mm -hmm. kind of made this, like, verboten. Like, you do not pair beer. You just drink the brand we tell you. Shut up and drink it. Shut up and drink it. <laughs> drink it, drunk. Give You're not supposed to money. taste it. You're supposed to be cold. Like, <laughs> just it just matters it's cold. Like, because that alcoholism has yeah. kind of taken over the the approach, people don't get into this at all. So the first time you learn that you can do this, it just looks at this endless and maybe even like um, foreboding, like a little intimidating how deep you can get into pairing. Yeah, it shouldn't be. And, and, you, and you really can. And, and so just to let you know, for anyone who's interested in maybe following along with us or just kind of checking it out later, this is coming from a website called Craft Beer dot com again that is craftbeer.com all you have to do is click the download craft beer craft beer and food guide and it will pop up a little pdf for you that you can download and save and it's interesting how they have the foods kind of uh, categorized here mm -hmm. because they don't necessarily have it like you know meats fish poultry I mean, they kind of have it but they yeah. also go uh a little bit further, which is something I like. So, for example, the added texture I think is important. Yeah, I, I think so too. Because I'm, I'm going to go ahead and, and give this first example here. So, you have on this chart, you have what's broken down to four categories. You have food components, be beer flavors, 
interaction and an example dish. So it's, yeah. it, I like it because it's giving you an example of something that would go well with these particular type of beer. So the first food component is grain. And you have like wild rice, uh, you know, a few other little things on here. And Pero, the polenta, yeah. Yeah. And then the beer flavors that go with it, it's saying an American amber lager or a bohemian style pilsner. Yeah. With the, just a catch all of clean and crisp. Yeah. And that's what it says. It, it's telling and pilsners are more grain forward, they're more. Um, they they're they don't have a long finish they don't like they're not syrupy they're not too thick so it, it makes sense grain and grain yeah and then you have it, it kind of gives you a brief description of their interactions which i won't go mm -hmm. into but then the example dish is really nice that goes with this american amber lager or bohemian style pilsner which mm -hmm. is a creamy rosetto which hey okay. so that's your sure. example dish um in the next one you kind of have it even breaks down you know under food components uh beans uh, which i think is kind of interesting <laughs> yeah so you have like lentils fava chickpeas green beans and what kind of goes with that is multi and sweet type of beers yeah. and their examples are going to be english style brown ale and a german style hefenweizer Mm -hmm. And of course, it gives you their interaction description. But then the example is considering how many how much beans are a go to staple food in England. Yeah, their brown ale, which is an a go to type of ale in England. It makes sense because that is that's this is what we eat. So we made our beer needs mm -hmm. to go with it. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And it's uh, it's example dish is grilled halibut with pole beans. Yeah, interesting. And then it gives you other things like shellfish and then rich meats and root vegetables which let's let's look at the meats and veggies because we're in texas yeah. here so uh what you have here on the meats and veggies uh and for veggies it's like uh parsnips carrots beef uh strip or root vegetables loin, than like... lamb uh so you have yeah loin lamb all that good stuff mm. and your Pairing beer for that type of thing is sour, tart, and funky. <laughs> yeah, funky apparently is a is a beer flavor, but yeah. it says uh, yeasty, funk, funk. Like, <laughs> yeah, I guess I guess that's right. Yeah. So un, under there you have you have an, uh, a Belgian style. Um, Can't read that phrase. Flanders, Flanders, yeah. and then you have an American Brett beer. Yep, and there's a lot saying, of like sour cherry or uh kind of like plummy fruit kind of flavors yeah and and what you have here as its example dish is going to be grilled ribeye and root vegetables so you know like carrots and ribeye or yeah uh, things like that you also have this has a nice little break i really like this breakdown you know it has game bird and grain and then it has fats like what beers would go with fats like i never would have thought about that <laughs> oh sure yeah I, I, I want fats today carlo and it's yeah like... it would, if you're having like foie, a foie gras pate at a, at a in a nice fancy setting and you're sitting there go like oh i'll i, I guess i'll get wine like oh we're out of the wine you that you want to buy like we have a we have a 95 dollar bottle of uh of loire valley pinot grigio if you're interested and you're like fuck you and your mother I'll have a beer. Yeah, exactly. You need to know what to get. 
<laughs> no, that, that this is a good and much cheaper alternative. And if you can find Shiner uh, Shiner Black Lager, I highly recommend it. Was that? I've oh, had that. That that is delicious. Yeah, it, yeah. American Black Ale even has the uh, yeah dark and bitter and fight it, punch it in the head. It's great. <laughs> now for now, just to clear this up because I already brought it up. Fats mm -hmm. on this list are under their category: butter, olive oil, duck slash pork. Mm -hmm. um, and dairy yep. and what they're suggesting is an american black ale and mm -hmm. an english style brown porter and their examples here are cashew butter and red pepper jelly on toast that's a bit fancy but all right oh that also sounds like something i'm not going to try but okay and then you they, don't like cashew butter i don't, I don't know i don't I, doesn't sound <laughs> like something it's going to appeal to me Carl. <laughs> you don't like cashews I mean, actually, you know what? Uh, out of all the nuts, that is not my go-to. I like almonds oh. and pecans more than I do cashews. Sure, sure. Um, and it, it just it just keeps going down more like braised meat, and then you have cheeses, cheese. uh, pork, creamy desserts. So you can pair. Mm -hmm. Now that's interesting. Uh, a pairing of I've heard of dessert wines, but now you have dessert beers here. This is kind of interesting. So yeah. let's jump into creamy desserts. Apparently, so for their category is going to be like cheesecake, ice cream, uh, creme brulee, um, mousse cake. Or oh, I guess you could also just do a regular chocolate mousse type of thing. Mm -hmm. um, and the pairing for that is going to be a British style, oh, British style bakery wine or barley wine. Barley. Barley wine. Yeah. Barley, Usually yeah. higher proof. Um, it can be kind of strong, very strong. Um, usually with like a kind of a, a hit of sweetness. It's, it's wine made from barley. It's still technically beer though. Yeah. I'm, I'm further away from my screen. So that's why I'm this. Yeah. These are giving me issues because I have my screen and my microphone and I'm further back. Yeah, so, you can't you can't like uh, scoot into the look. I really gotta like move in to see this. Mm -hmm. So uh you're right, a British style barley wine. Mm -hmm. uh, and then you also have a fruit lambic. Belgian style fruit lambic. Lambic, yeah. Lambic. Um lambic. yeah, they they uh, have fruit masticated into the mash and it brings out kind of a usually kind of darker savory fruit there's subtle a subtle sweetness to the to the to the to the style but the fruit uh comes across kind of in a, a savory version of it so it's not sugary it's not you can you could drink it for a dessert but it's usually a little um a little stout for that a little heavy for that now the now the comparison food that it has on there is just like i would definitely this sounds like something i want to put in my mouth a butterscotch mousse with dark chocolate that sounds really good. It sounds like fucking diabetes in a spoon, and I want it. <laughs> Butterscotch and mousse. Oh, with dark chocolate. Ooh, that sounds delish. Mm -hmm. And uh, I think I definitely need to get that. That sounds amazing. Um, but yeah, so it has some interesting comparisons. I like their comparison with pork chops is kind of simple. It's uh, an imperial Indian pale ale and a Belgian style uh, double. Mm -hmm. and so mm -hmm. they they this is a very good chart i think it's very thoughtfully uh, created i think it kind of goes beyond some of the other charts that i've seen out there where it's like here are your four basic food groups and this is what goes with that you know yeah. which um, is just not really in-depth enough no no and i like this very much and it even gives you little examples of the types of glasses they should be served in so mm -hmm. that's kind of neat uh but 
uh, that that's that's an interesting idea. Like maybe when all this COVID has gone away, maybe we can have a uh, beer pairing party or something like that. Hey, I'm for it. You yeah. know, we come over, get some pork chops, and then uh, have a round of beer with that, and then uh, we will get this whatever the hell this dessert is that I that want so bad, and then just do I have the beers with that. You're still talking to me. Hmm. And, and of course, you know, before the party starts, we need opening beers and then we need conversational yeah. beers. And yeah, then we'll, we'll have some we, pate. <laughs> oh, we, we, we pour shorts. We have like some pate. So we have yeah. the hoppy, hoppy and bitter, dark and roasty. Uh, we get some cheese. So we go with uh, what pairs with the cheese. A- appetize, appetizer beers and then dinner yeah. beers and then dessert beers. And then after conversation beers and then cigar beers and then if we wake up whatever <laughs> and then go to the nearest bar and get into a fist fight beers right you know like oh, give me that guinness <laughs> <laughs> yeah bastard speaking of which we never got in a fight in scotland i'm kind of disappointed no, because i because i know how to make friends in scotland like yeah we had a really you just, good time you just offered we never got our ass kicked in Scotland. I was a little disappointed, but you know, hey, there you go. No, only person got mad at me. I just I offered to pay, and they're like, "Oh, we're friends now." Oh, there you go. I like. It. like if, if if you're ever in danger from a Scotsman, just offer to pay. You're like, you're right. Let me pay, and they're like, "All right, we're friends." Let me <laughs> let me get you a beer. Oh man, but you know, when I was in Scotland, I had some interesting beers when I was there too. I know one of my. Uh, one of the ones that kind of left me a little down because I was hoping it was going to be a little bit better. But I went to World's End. I don't know if, did you get to go to World's End, Carlo? When you're in Scotland? Okay, so World's End is really fascinating. And the reason it's called World's End is when you get to World's End Pub, it Mm. kind of overlooks, it does overlook the North Sea. And when you're looking out at it, and this is how old this place is, it, it's been around since they thought the world was kind of flat. And so you overlook it and you see the edge, you know, where the sky and the sea meets. And they're like, that is where the world ends. And that's why it's called World's End Pub. And they had a World's End, I think it was a pale ale. And I had that and it was not very exciting, but it was just nice being at World's End and I had a World's End uh, ale. It was quite delicious. Uh, Well, no, I'm lying. It was not quite delicious. It was not my favorite, but it was just cool to be at World's End. So I had that beer in Scotland and that was kind of interesting and and enjoyable. Uh, I know you had an experience with a beer out in Scotland too, didn't you? Like the American style of beer over there. Oh, uh, technically a cider. Uh, But yeah, it was uh, Strongbow, Mm -hmm. which is an excellent cider. I drink drink it here. uh, But there was two things I learned. The first thing was you can just just get it in a two liter, like a soda thing. It's cider, still has alcohol, but it's a two liter of it. And it's great <laughs> and it's awesome you can buy it you can, i bought it at the um oh what was the name of that little that little supermarket thing that oh my taxberries uh, yeah that's it that's berries. so I, I went i i picked up the my cider and i went back to the uh our shitty little uh, apartment and drank it. it was it was good um but i found out one of the shows we went to i think it was it might have been latona vinishmore 
It was one oh, of those yeah, dark, we, super violent shows. Lieutenant Vinishmore, <laughs> yeah, that's it. Yep, Lieutenant yeah, Lieutenant Um, in like a, a tiny room, so it's just like a guy getting like brutally beaten over and over again, mm-hmm. and you're like in a room the size of a fucking match, uh, match, uh, matchbox. So like, and like, uh, the guy gets like punched in the face, blood goes flying. Everyone had to wear plastic sheeting. Yes, Dude fell was... in my lap and begged me for help. And I'm like, ah, oh, no, I'm just, I'm not. No, we're just, we're just. I'm not in this. <laughs> this is We're just scene. getting hard to this. That's all. <laughs> but, but while waiting for that show, um, and, and cause it, it's such a beautiful thing. The Edinburgh French festival, the entire city, everything's anything they can. Everything's a play stage. there. And it was amazing. Every building has a theater. It's a, I loved it. And every theater has a bar and I loved it even more. And every corner place, has a pub and it's like, every, Oh my God, I'm in heaven. It's, it's, yeah. <laughs> I was like, I'm good here. I can stay. I'll, yeah, I'll, I'll be stay here. here. Thank you. Um, but they opened the, they opened a uh, bar in the little theater and I went to go find it. And they had, uh, they had it set up with, four different types mm-hmm. of strongbow. I was like, I didn't know there were four types of strongbow. So what, what is this? What is, what is this one? Because in America, you just get the regular strongbow. Strongbow, yeah. You don't, you don't get like the four different varieties like they have over yeah. there. They had a strongbow, mm-hmm. classic. They had a uh, dark fruit ci- uh, cider, which was like just the one I ended up, one of the ones I got. It was kind of a purplish in color, tart, a little bit sweet in the back end. Nice, uh, very nice cider. Um, they had extra strong, which was just yeah, it's more alcohol, so I got one of those. Uh, then they had the American one, Strongbow, extra cold. <laughs> I thought this was a joke. They made it American's expenses that mm. they actually sold it. Nope. And I asked the bartender, and she, she's like, "Hi, that's uh, that's the American. That's for the Americans." Oh, it, is it weaker? No, it's just really cold. And it had like a brass tap, like a uh, tap handles, mm-hmm. and the middle, the center one was frozen it had like a sheen of of ice crystallized onto it it's like that's the american one do you want that one no (laughs) definitely i'm an adult i know i'm an american but i'm a fucking adult i would like to taste my beer (laughs) yes i want i want to actually taste the good beer um i actually tasted quite a few good beers when we were in scotland and uh yeah i remember i remember that i remember that story in the strongbow thing because we did go see lieutenant vintage more it was me you and sophia went in there Mm -hmm. and they did dress us up they made us wear those rain ponchos because how much blood that was going to get on us stage blood of course uh but yeah, that was great. I remember that guy falling into your lap and begging. And I was like, ooh, I'm kind of turned on now. <laughs> like, huh, yeah. This of you were both just like, you were enjoying it. I'm like, this is like, a, this is a brilliant production. Like the, the, the theming, the way they put it together, the way it put you, I, I'm like looking at this art nerd and the two of you are just like one hand in your pants. Yeah, it's just like <laughs> me and this woman are going to go have sex now. <laughs> because this is just too hot. <laughs> Like yeah, beat me harder. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> no, so I, I went to go drink my mat out. <laughs> That's how I spent my night. Oh god, but yeah, no, that was a great show. And then we went to that. Uh, now we we I don't think we got a beer at this show. I think if anything, we probably got a whiskey. Uh, remember when we went to the burlesque show? Um, oh the um the cute redhead, mm-hmm. pretty famous. Can't. I don't know why I can't remember her name. Ivy Page or something like that. Something like that. I Ivy Page. And I know 
we went to go see that and that that was pretty good and we got a couple of drinks afterward anything you do in scotland involves getting a couple of drinks before and or afterward yeah what do you want <laughs> asshole you're in scotland yeah you know, like or maybe support even the economy you know like <laughs> during you know might be a good idea too uh yep. But we had a great time with some of the beers over there in the pubs in Scotland. Absolutely. So got to love Edinburgh. That is for sure. Uh, that French festival. If you have the means to go out to the French festival, oh, my God. So do it. Yeah. <laughs> it, it was so good. We need, to, it, we need to start a production company just so we can like. Just so we can go. Just back. so we can write off sending a show to Edinburgh. Yeah. Just. Oh, what, my like, God. That what's, what's the show you're doing in, uh, for the festival? Uh, it's li- well, we're just going to record a podcast. No, no, yeah, we're, <laughs> we're flying theater. all the way over here to record it's something. A theater <laughs> something Let's talk about, about going to all the shows. You know, uh, castles, right? <laughs> castles. There's a castle. Car- Carlo, we're doing a show on castles. Isn't this right? <laughs> I didn't go to the castle. I was at, I was at the bar. I, I just was going around to different places and eating, <laughs> oh, eating and drinking. God. That's what I was. Like. Oh, and you know what? The food was not half bad over there. Different, not the but not. But half we are off topic. Yes, we are. We're totally off topic. Let's get back to the beers, but not totally off off topic because we had beer every time we ate something. So yeah, good. Damn for right. Us. But yeah, no. So interesting that these comparisons can be done with these these beers, and I, I think it's something that people should probably explore a little bit more because everyone does like the cheesy like, oh, let's do a wine and cheese party, let's do a wine and uh, fruit party or whatever, like, you know, break out of the norm, go ahead and try something a little different, do a little beer and beer and pork, beer and dessert, beer and whatever. Go with half pours, split bottles. Mm-hmm. I mean, if you're going to, if you're going to do that, I mean, if you just pound a beer with every step of it, you're, you're just going to get drunk and that's fine too, whatever. Mm-hmm. But uh, if you really want to like learn a little bit about what you're tasting, do half pours and I, it sounds nerdy, and it is, but we're, we're, we're nerdy is just embracing something wholeheartedly. So mm-hmm. let's do that. Take notes. You don't yeah. have to keep them forever. You don't have to like check them. If you have the, like, uh, if you get on Untapped, uh, the the beer ticker app I have, I, I highly recommend it because you can write down what you think of it. So if you haven't had this drink in many many years, um, you can find out what you thought of it. You can also. Um, vocalizing it or verbalizing it in some way helps you like learn about something. So you're not going like, was it good? Yes. That's not helpful. Like that won't really, that won't tell you much of anything. Yeah. Uh, like as an, as an example, uh, another uh, bastard, another company I really like. Um, another bastard. <laughs> Is that what it was a beer company. <laughs> it's a beer company. They always have like ar- arrogant bastard. Uh, yeah, I was gonna say before. there's other bastard. Like what? Yeah. Well, I'm sorry, where did well, it, with this? The group is called Arrogant, I uh, think Consortium or Consortia, uh-huh. uh, but they make uh, they make Arrogant Bastard, mm-hmm. which is a dark and hoppy and mean, and it's not for everybody. And the back of the bottle is like, we are proudly not for everybody, which I wholeheartedly respect. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I don't like all of them, but I do like a lot of their beers. December 18, 2014, I had Lucky Bastard Ale. So it's a specific one where Lucky is spelled Lucky and Bastard are both spelled wrong on the label. Mm-hmm. Uh, I gave it a three point five. All the hops you need, but not all that you can take. Tasty, but the spelling is killing my brain. <laughs> so like, having that that description, I like was me learning to like hops. Like I first started, I only I liked darker beers and like red ales, and slowly got to finding hop like, hoppy even IPAs that I can enjoy. 
Um, and I had, but I, that was the only part I had to get to, to more bitter and lemon and pine cone flavor. Um, but taking the note of it helps me so much. So when I look for a beer and they, you know, on the back it says like strong hops, mild hops, uh, clean finish, uh, yeasty, aromatic, uh, profile and all, or multi or balance, like all the different terms. I know what that means to them. And I know what those words mean to me. So I can f- help myself find a beer and not just go like, well, uh, I'm afraid to get into beer. I'm a cowardly weak soul. I guess I'll drink Bud Light. I'm an alcoholic who beats children. I guess I'll drink Bud Light. No, be a, be a, a whole person, drink a good beer, learn a little bit, just enough. So that if someone goes like, hey, uh, you want this one or this one? You can go like, I'll have that one. Here's why. Or no, I'm not drinking your, your bullshit corporate beer. I want a good brew made by people who respect their, their craft. Yeah, and, and here's something interesting. And because actually, and, and some people may kind of laugh at this or they may kind of, uh, you know, think, oh, well, that's, that's a bit snotty. But not really, because if you think about it, people have been doing this for a very long time with wine. You know, they have wine journals oh, yeah. and wine entries. Like, you know, this was a bold, fruity flavor, bullshit red, you know, whatever. Served at blah, 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 temperature. Jack off, jack off, jack off. You know, whatever. But, <laughs> but then in doing this, so I'll, I'll bring this up for us really quick. There is um things out there that i found i just googled this found kind of interesting Mm. that you can do and just to show you how serious it can be like you have beer logs you know you have books that are Mm -hmm. designed for for note taking with beer and not to say you couldn't do this on your own you know you could totally do this on your own you just get a you know a little two-bit notebook and write down you yeah, know, get a little think you know but you also have beer journals beer logs beer recorders yeah. uh all kinds of interesting stuff in here you have uh the there's there's, a, there's the app you're looking it up now there's the yeah. untapped app yeah, they're they're U N T A P P D no E dot com. That's the app. Feel free to friend me. I will friend you back. <laughs> <laughs> I'm actually clicking on this one. This is a you know, it's called the beer log. And it has a I'm gonna click on the ooh, it has a little interesting okay. feature here. Let's see yeah. if I can't zoom that in a little bit more. No, I do not want 15% off right now. <laughs> it's not in stock at the moment, but yeah, yeah it's beer, but it, the date, the brewery, location, a rating, ABV, very important to know, alcohol by volume, the style, and a little note section. Yeah, that's kind of neat. And you have like three of them per one page. So it's all those things that Carla listed. So you can rate your beers and the location of the beer and you know name and style and that is a good one to know. I bet a lot of people did not know what ABV meant, which is, you know, alcohol by volume. Yeah. Yeah. So that's kind of neat. And it's, if found, ooh, if you lose your beer log, because this is very important, it has a very uh, effective if found section. <laughs> and and, and yeah, it's, people it's are a little intimidating and silly, your... but yeah. And this it's has... a great way to like keep track of it in your head and to like to, to not just memorize a few facts so you don't look silly at the bar, which is important too. But you actually know it. You actually learn things that way. 
Yeah, and this comes in a three-pack. So anyway, these are just ideas. Because like, if you want, let's say you ever do like a beer pairing party, maybe if depending on what your budget allows, you give those away as favors, or maybe you get that idea and just print them oh, out fun. and yeah. be like, hey, here, list out your favorite beers. And that can be a little souvenir from the party or whatever uh, type of thing. Or, you know, if they try all the beers, get a prize afterwards. Yeah. Thing. Uh, I've seen that a few, I've seen a few places. There's... um. Not my favorite, but I'll I'll I'll, I'll say them. Uh, the Flying Saucer mm-hmm. is a, a place that uh, you sign up, you, you pay like some amount, you get a T-shirt, and they keep track of how many beers you've had. There's oh, yeah. a there's a maximum of like two beers a day, mm-hmm. so you can't just like let me do a, like I can do a six pack of beer in a day, and I can actually and then I and go to work. Honestly, like I haven't done that at this job, mm-hmm. um, but like I can do that. I'm a I'm a big fat guy. I can put a lot of beer away. I'll take I'll need a nap, but that's it. Um, but not everyone can do that, so they have a ruling to two maximum. Um, and if you drink 300 beers, you get like a little plastic plate that they spray paint gold. They write your name on it and they put it on the wall. Mm-hmm. Like a, a lot, a lot of places do that. Uh, yeah, oh, a, 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 I think a more fun place, although I don't know if they have any kind of uh, here in Houston that I don't think they have any like formalized way of doing this. I believe is in West U. It is a very old place called the Ginger Man. There's an excellent oh, place yeah, yeah. to buy all sorts of beers that you will not run into everywhere else. Yeah, I remember we've been to Ginger Man once. I was many, many years ago. Oh, yeah, um, a while back. A very good place. I remember as a little beer story, there was, I used to work for a certain university. I'm not going to drop names, but they have a pub on campus. <laughs> and uh, many a time we held a, uh, a few uh, meetings there at that pub. Makes sense. <laughs> and many a time every college should have a pub on campus yeah many a times that they were they they back in the day they used to sell a lot of pearl beer now that's (laughs) that's a beer that a lot of people haven't heard of in a long time it's a very old beer and i think they still make it but it's called pearl beer and you have pearl Pearl light and it's actually a really good beer it's a cheap beer and a really good beer Mm -hmm. um so you could definitely do that Uh, that's something that you could have in your little beer pairing parties, I don't, I don't know if you want to do that, but you can. Uh, but it, it is most interesting, and I, I'm kind of like something used to go with bread, uh, like bready pizza. Yeah, I'm, I'm kind of honestly, I'm kind of excited about doing the idea of now talking about a beer pairing party. I think yeah. I would like to do that when things become a little bit safer, and maybe yeah. me, you, and some of the uh, old theater group can get together and. And do something like that, you know. We could we could have an episode on how to throw a beer party. <laughs> the beer there you go. Party. How, you know, the the beer party. You know that that would be interesting to do. So we'll give them all little logs and journals to kind of like, you know, yeah. float around and do. Fun and we'll stuff. announce that. Uh, we'll announce the party's favorite and. Yeah. Absolutely. And we'll send send unbidden send the brewery a ticket saying our party said you are the best one. Best You're the best from the VCR show. <laughs> like who the fuck is. <laughs> Who are these clowns? What the fuck is this shit? What is this flyer with a QR code on? They might just like they might just start sending like sending us free shit. Like I um I sign up for this thing that's like if you do love Maker's Mark, which is a, a favorite bourbon of mine. Mm-hmm. I know it's a big it's a it's a big company and they've been around. I didn't say it is my favorite. I didn't say I always have a bottle on hand. I say I often have a bottle on hand. It is my it's the well bourbon of my heart. We'll call it that. Mm-hmm. I know it's not a well. Shut up. But I put that for Maker's Mark, and every Christmas for the last probably 15, 16 years, mm-hmm. every Christmas they send me a gift. 
They sent me a pack of playing cards this year, actually. Oh, nice. Biggest Mark themed playing cards. They've sent, uh, I think last year was like a, an, or a little glass, like a, a painted glass ornament. They've sent uh, socks. They've sent uh, wrapping paper. Uh, just random shit. Koozies, of course, you know, glasses once. Very, very they sent cool. a glass once, but it was still so cool. So we can send our little VCR. You're the best package to somebody. Yeah, let's uh, see if they send us them back. Yeah, and they do. We will tell you, and we will consider that a sponsorship. Absolutely. <laughs> absolutely. Buffalo Bayou people hear this, and they're like, "Hey, have a free, have one beer on me." I'm like, I will talk about them every episode. There I'm talking for three go. episodes. One beer gets you three episodes. There you <laughs> go. One beer, three episodes. <laughs> so that would be very interesting. And if you, and any of you out there, our listeners, have ever had a beer pairing party or thinking about it and you do it uh let us know we we'd love to to see that and see how that worked out for you and everything uh because that's something that i think that that's actually that a pretty a good idea, idea. Yeah. yeah and or, not or something that everyone's anything weird hmm? uh, like a, if there's a beer that they they really love that's a little harder to find they would love more people to try it or if they found something especially bizarre like uh I a couple of, a couple of years ago I found um, or a year ago I think I found best made pickles made a beer. Mm-hmm. Oh, I heard about that. Yeah, I, and it's it's that little like girl, like little picture that cartoon drawing of a girl with her tongue out. Yeah, like, it's it tastes like pickle. It's a, it tastes like pickle water and beer. It is a pickled beer. Uh, it is the perfect thing for picklebacks. If you can't drink your whiskey like an adult and you need a pickle pickle juice chaser, I I don't know why no bar has this. Of a beer and a shot, and you get a you get a shot of whiskey of like cheap burn your gut bullshit whiskey, and then a best made pickle beer. Or um, uh, uh, there is my f- my favorite gaming cafe in Houston. If you need a gaming cafe, swing by. It's the best one, Coral Sword. They had road trip snacks out of from Panther Island Brewing. Which I don't know where the fuck it is, hmm. but it is ale. That is brewed with Bucky's beaver nuggets. You know, Bucky's are like, yeah. You know the beaver nuggets? It's like these little corn puffs yeah. uh, that are like glazed in a sweet, like maple, like kind of a maple y kind of flavor. Yeah, kind of. I think they have maple and honey, or I could be wrong. Mm-hmm. I don't always uh, stop by Bucky's, but yeah, I know exactly what you're talking so I don't, about. I don't think you can see the logo at all, but it's a, it's a cartoon Texan. Oh, neat. Yeah, I see beaver that. nuggets. Uh, and I've gave it a let's see what I have here. I have first of all, that's hilarious. It's actually nice, lightly sweet with a corny crispness. You yeah. can actually taste the Bucky's beaver nuggets in it without being too sweet. Interesting. Now let me ask you this. Have you had the pickle beer? Yeah. You actually had it and you like uh, yeah. it? Yeah. Uh let me see what I wrote. Because I have it right here. Interesting. Okay, cool. Sour pickle beer. Sour pickle beer. Best made uh, by Martin House Brewing Company. It is. This was very clever. It's actually a goza, which is style of like very salty sour beer. So it's a sour goza. Mm-hmm. Uh, I wrote, I drank this. <laughs> That's what it says. I drank this. I did not. First name. I drank this. It's oddly very aptly described. I feel like this is destined to be a great pickleback option. Hmm. Yeah. And uh, the 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 app I use, it gave me. I got a bunch. Like you get badges, like little things. Like this is how much I drink. Um. So I got level two brewery pioneer drinking beers like that. You're not that you clearly shouldn't have drank. Mm-hmm. Like, why did you drink that? Uh, bar explorer because I've been to bars over all over the world. Uh, not all over the world. So every place I've been to, I I 
Like, you've been, I, you've I, had a beer, you know. Yeah. Uh, and earn cheers to independent U.S. craft breweries level three because I like independent breweries because beer is beer should be independent, should always be independent. Yeah. <clears throat> they, they really should. I, I think I kind of I totally agree with you there. Now, one thing that I'm not willing to try because we're talking about like exploring beers, right? And yeah. you've had the pickle one. You've been more adventurous than than I have. You know, I've had your traditional out, um, you know, pale pale ales, coffee porters. Uh, and you know me, I don't go like. Can I get a little snip of it and see if I like it? You know me. I just say no. Pour me a beer. I know I don't. I'm certain I'm not gonna like it pour me that i need to try it yes i, I just have to i have drank that, that whole pickle beer now one thing see and that's interesting because i've never i would never be like oh my god carlo you know what i want a pickle beer uh i i can't see myself saying that i might one day if i try I actually it. Have several uh i have several female friends i've not met another guy that really appreciated i really enjoyed it I've, i knew one of the guy who was like it's okay fine but several women i know absolutely fucking love it hmm now here's a weird one that i will probably never try and let let's see if uh, you'll agree with me on this one so this is a beer yeah made from bull's balls <laughs> like the testicle of bulls have been cut off okay. and have been used in this beer it's a uh, rocky mountain oyster stout <coughs> excuse me now if you're not familiar with the term rocky mountain oysters uh that's very 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 fucking uh, deceiving they are not actually oysters a rocky mountain oyster if anyone ever comes up to you and say hey you want a rocky mountain oyster don't take it it's a joke because what a rocky mountain oyster is is bull's balls so it's well, like if you want to try it because it, it is considered it is not like it's not like the worm and the tequila like no you are supposed to eat it like it is considered it is a thing people eat hmm. if you don't want that that's fine you don't you don't, but it like yeah. People in the Midwest, I think, I think it's the Midwest, isn't it? Uh, Rocky Mountains. So yeah, you're you're looking at that area. Probably yeah. I but think they Colorado do eat has it as well. But yeah. that that's not something I'm not really gonna sure. do. Uh, well, I also I don't have a lot of beef in my beers outside of Guinness because mm -hmm. Guinness is actually strained through beef fat and is not vegan. It is not a it is not a vegetarian option. I've had to point this out to people. Hmm. um yeah uh, animal died for it there's beef in it yeah so there oh, is a good. stout out there <laughs> that is made out of bull's balls if you have a hankering for balls one day you're like you know what i really want some balls <laughs> uh but i just said you know what i want bull's balls no i've been to that club too but no i would probably try it if it was available <laughs> You know they might have it at this club, <laughs> yeah. but it's yeah, uh, some like it's, some places you get like a lime, a little bit of salt on the rim. You just mm -hmm. eat it, you're fine. That's nice and salty. But it's called yeah. Rocky Mountain Oyster <laughs> Stout, and it's made by a place with a extremely unpronounceable name for me. But I'm going to take a stab at it. I want to say it. it's called uh, Wyan Coop. Wya Coop. Uh, w y n k o o p. Wyacoop Brewery. Wyacoop. I don't know. I can't um, pronounce it. I, I don't know if you want maybe to. Maybe out of Wyoming? Uh, let's see. Where is this brewery Wyoming at? Corp? Uh, mm -hmm. Let's see. We're going to go to... No, it is in Denver, Colorado. Okay. Wyacoop. Well, 
they what? have they, we, weed's been legal there for a while so they get weird yeah so yeah <laughs> I guess, whatever whatever yep. i if if i was in colorado again and i saw it available yeah if it was like on tap or something definitely if i was at a restaurant like yeah we have that we got the beer the the bowl the you got the ball beer you want some like do people do you actually serve it or is it like a joke that you're like Mm-hmm. are you being vaguely for homophobic or is it really a beer you serve like yeah no we drink it yeah bring it on i'd taste it i would get it i would get a glass i drink it and i like stouts so i might enjoy it oh. yeah it's not i mean i like a good stout too i don't know if i want balls in my stout yeah if that's if that's like if you're like i'm not comfortable with that i get it that's fine um but yeah if it's actually something they, if it's actually something let's see wine coop yeah win win coop maybe and, and the caption, kind of I love that that huge caption. It says, the second best kind of beer buzz. <laughs> a Rocky Mountain Oyster Stout. I was like, uh, okay. I, I don't know Okay, that's true. That's kind of interesting. Yeah, let's see. All right, it's official. We have released a hand-canned version of our world-famous Rocky Mountain Oyster Stout. Uh, the American Beer Festival. The draft only beer earned press and consumer interest from around the world and led to long lines for the beer at a at our uh, table. I guess people want to drink balls, bulls balls. I mean, that's really well. No, you do. I mean, like experiential drinkers just well, I want to experience it. So I'm I'm in the same mindset. Uh, A meaty foreign style. That's not a good way to put it. A meaty (laughs) foreign style stout. The fuck foreign style. Oh god! Put, is made put with these Colorado foreign baseball. balls in your mouth—they're <laughs> so meaty. Drink it now. <laughs> is uh, Rocky Mountain Oyster Stout is made with Colorado base malts? Good roasted barley. Okay, seven specialty malts. All right, Styrian Goldings hops. Very fancy. Mm-hmm. Twenty-five pounds of freshly sliced and roasted bold susticles. <laughs> Rocky Mountain Oyster Stout is an assertive, oh, viscous 20. stout. 24 pounds of bull's ball. Take a deep breath. It gets better. Uh, <laughs> is an uh, assertive, viscous stout with a rich brown-black color, a luscious mouthfeel, and deep flavors of chocolate, espresso, <laughs> and nuts. The beer sports a savory umami-like note and a roasty dry finish. <laughs> this uh, has a nutty flavor to yep. it. <laughs> a deep, deep brown it's a brown black color it's deep flavors of chocolate espresso and nuts with an umami like note and a roasted dry finish the beer came to life last fall after the enthusiastic response to our 2012 april fool's day spoof video in which we claim to have made the beer and they actually did after sampling a traditional oyster stout made with ocean grown kind by the fine folks at odell brewery odell not a bad company they make cool shit too uh I've not had a oyster stout either. I would like that as well. Um, yeah, they made it literally as a fucking joke, and then they it, they turned it into a real thing. Apparently, yeah, this joke was so like, oh my god, I it, really want some balls to drink. It doesn't say that it won any awards or anything. No, so but it, it says that it, it it got like great praise at one of these international beer. I guess it's a it beer there, competition. It said there were long lines. It may uh, say the draft only earned press and consumer interest from around the world because like, they were laughing and led to long lines for the beer at our table. So it doesn't, they didn't win anything. Okay. 
Like, no there wasn't said, anything like this is the best new beer. Nothing like that. They're no, not, no one said it was great. It just people were interested in drinking balls. Yep. yep. Uh, Rocky Monster Stout is seven point five percent ABV and three BPBs. That's balls per barrel. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus. All right. <laughs> oh my god. Balls per barrel. Holy shit. Okay, yep. I'm gonna. I'm going to get off this page because I'm just going to laugh my way through the rest of this show. Oh, my God. That was... Yeah. <laughs> bravo. Bravo. Like, it started off as a joke that that people really ended up demanding, like... Yep. that. That's like... I don't think I'd want it canned. So don't don't <laughs> don't go thinking about, like, I know it did Carlo for his birthday. No. Actually, once we get a P.O. box, if someone sends it, I will drink it. Absolutely. But oh my God, I'm I'm, I'm telling you, Vada, you do not need to get that. Don't buy no, it. I, I, I'm turning, I want it fresh. I'm turning <laughs> I want it fresh red. Now. I am dying. That is I oh my God. Yep. That's ridiculous. Balls per barrel. Someone actually fucking did this. Uh, I may just have to contact this company and say, hey, <laughs> you are just all over our show right now because <laughs> This is hysterical. No, if they send it, I'll definitely try it. I'd, I'd, I'd be happy to try it. I'd rather it be, you know, fresh from the tap <laughs> than uh, canned and sent my way. But oh my god, that's that's insane. Um, well, Carlo, you're a braver man than I because I can't say that I'd want to exactly <laughs> yeah. drink bulls balls. I'm not super excited about it. I don't know that it's something I would like, but I would give my honest opinion of it. Tell you what, if our show ever goes to Colorado, I will buy you that beer. <laughs> there's an idea i i do have the dream of this show somehow becoming like an, a good version of the american version of top gear just a couple of fat old idiots running around doing going on adventures and then and bitching that they're bad at it i don't know if i wanted to be the good version of that <laughs> well better than the actual american version of top gear oh god that was wow i i'm sorry <laughs> i am still floored and stuck on bull ball beer Yep. Oh, that is just redunkadunk. Yep. That's interesting too. Now, now I'm 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 interested, and it's like, wow, I didn't think that was gonna happen. Uh, wow, wow, wow. So that is exploring That's weird beers. So see, there are beers for everyone out there. And yep. <laughs> uh, that that was just fascinating, you know. So we've gone from pickle beers to beers with bulls balls in it to uh you know you got the coffee beers and the chocolate ones and the milk uh the milkshake ones and now you got beer with balls in it wow yep that's fascinating utterly fascinating um poor bull that all i <laughs> pulled yep. poor poor bulls <laughs> Oh my God. Well, after that, I'm going to be honest with you. I don't know where the hell else to go because that has stumped <laughs> me. Uh, I think I'm, I'm done with this episode. What about you, Carlo? Sure. sure. Um, I guess uh, as a parting thought, um, people who are trying to get into beer, well, I, I, I do want to give my tiny tirade because I am vocally an asshole to corporate beer. Because the goal is to open in all markets. Mm -hmm. Something I loved about Edinburgh, uh, something I've learned, loved about other, uh, other countries and their beer, usually. Mm -hmm. They make beer that is perfect for you. Yes. They want, they would rather have the approach to beer, and I think this should be the way it is. Uh, the approach to a beer is I want, out of 10,000 people, 
I want 2,000 people to love my beer and to, oh, and to reach for my beer first. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to make it for 2,000 people. Corporate beer wants to be un- good enough for every all 10,000 people. So they are going to cut down on flavor. They're going to cut down on quality. They're going to cut down on giving a fuck. They won't. Why would they? They don't want to make something perfect for anybody. They want what everyone will put up with. You deserve better than that. If you're an alcoholic and you're just going to get drunk and like fall asleep on your, uh, in front of your house because you can't open the door, that's on you. Go drink Bud Light. That's who you are. <laughs> Not my place to tell you how to live your life. But if you want to do better, demand better of everyone in front, everyone that comes in front of you. Someone tells you you're not worth quality, you're not worth specificity, that person's an asshole. Tell them to fuck off. And this is also be true of your beer. Find out what beers you like. Find out why you like what you like. Put effort into thinking about anything you take pleasure in instead of just saying it's good. Go, I like that this has a spicy, peppery flavor to it. I like that this is crisp and clean and has a nice, clean finish. I don't taste it after a minute. I like that this goes well with chocolate. Whatever your reasoning is your own, but have a reason. And so the people that make your product, in this case, beer, have to have a reason why you should spend it on them. It shouldn't be because, well, that's my label. I was told I like this one because NASCAR... And and because they have a little flag on it sometimes, and this one comes in camo. These are all dumb reasons. What the fuck does it taste like? <laughs> they make it for you, or do they make it for any jack off? And today you're the jack off. Yeah, and I think you know. I'm gonna recommend this if if you want to kind of learn a little bit more about corporate beer, beers versus these. Uh, uh, craft breweries you should really check out this documentary called beer wars and me and carlo reviewed this many many years ago when we were first going around on this it's a really fascinating documentary about how big time beer companies kind of come after the smaller craft beers and try to bleed them dry through lawsuits and stuff like that um, in order to keep their product predominant and to keep a hold of the market so it's a really fascinating really well done and entertaining uh, documentary about beer and it's called beer wars and it's it's totally fascinating i really really enjoyed it and it's something that you guys may want to look at that kind of gives you a better idea of how beers work and even like the way that they when you go into a supermarket and let's say you go down the beer aisle, their beer slash wine slash adult beverage aisle. They're even stocked in a certain way. Yep. And like the, the bigger corporations even deliberately move other products to be eye level. So it makes it harder for you to find the other products. And that's kind of, A, I think that's kind of shitty, but B, that's really what they do. And then a lot of these major corporations also, because you can't do, uh, so for example, and, and also this in Texas, I don't know about all the other states, but if I owned a brewery, I can't go deliver my own beer. I have to contract with a distributor to do that. And the shitty thing about that are a lot of these distribution centers are owned by 
big name beer corporations. So they One make of the it very here in Houston is um you cannot have if, if I was a brewer I could not sell my beer to a bar. I have to uh, sell it to Silver Eagle, mm-hmm. which is flat out owned by but uh Inbev. Like it, so, it's yeah. the same like massive company that owns a bunch of like a, a bunch of fake breweries is owned by this company so I have to sell it to them so they'll pay me nothing. Yeah. For it, like we're not, uh, and then for to distribute to distribute it, that company will go like, oh, I'll I'll sell tell, sell it to another company to a company to a bar to sell, and we'll make them pay more. Yeah. So I get paid as little as possible, and that money goes to the same company that is going to show up there and go like, you can have this, you can have uh, if you put our my beer in front of everybody else's, and you can then you can have like a two for one special with this beer. It's so cheap, mm-hmm. you give it to you for yeah. free. Um, but if you want to put a good beer that someone made with and put their like heart and soul into. We're gonna charge you. We're gonna punish you for for purchasing that beer. Yeah, and see, I think that's really shitty um, that these distributors are also owned by these mega beer corporations, and then they kind of limit what beers can get out there. And like, oh well, we can't get your beer on our truck for a month. Yep. Uh, like, well, go fuck yourself. And then you're kind of at their mercy because you don't have anyone else to distribute to. But yep. recently, I'm very proud that uh, Texas kind of eased up a little bit on that, heard more from the beer uh, association people mm-hmm. of craft breweries. And now, like, people can come and pick up beer so they can do yep. beers to go, like, to go sales. Like, if you want to go buy a brewery and buy a six pack and take it home, or if yep. you do a keg type of thing, you can. Uh, people can come by, pick it up, and do that. It's true, it's not distributed by a truck, but someone can come by and, and get it, which I think is absolutely fascinating and wonderful. Yeah. Uh, because it, it's another way of trying to like say, hey, you're not going to hold us down. We're going to flourish uh, one way or another. And I the think most Texas fucking thing. Yeah, it is. Like we're the Lone Star State. We're not a corporatized. Yeah. Well, tell me I can't. Lone Star, goddammit. Yeah, it's like tell me I can't hold my beer. <laughs> Wait, no, give it back. It's my beer. <laughs> uh, my beer. But hold my beer while I go kick your ass real quick yep. and show you I can. And by the way, speaking of Lone Star State and, and beers and everything, let me tell uh, the Texans out there who are not aware of this. Uh, you out somebody? I'm speaking to you. I'm speaking to you in my presidential voice here. Um, Lone Star beer, even though you think it is, but it isn't. It isn't. It is not the official beer of Texas. Why is it not the official beer of Texas, Carlo? Do you know why? It's not fucking Texan. <laughs> it's not from Texas. No, it's not. And it's not owned by a Texas corporation. No, it's owned by one of them biggie boys out there who just distribute it as the official beer of Texas. And it is not because it is mostly manufactured in Milwaukee, or as they call it, Milwaukee. Not the nation of Texas. Not the nation of Texas. So stop yep. that shit. <laughs> yep. It is flagrantly lying to you. But it skirts the law. It's like, we didn't say that we like Texas. We think they're stupid. That's why we called it that. We call it Lone Star Beer because we think they're stupid. That's why we put little pictograms on the, on the, on the, uh, on the caps. Because mm-hmm. we think you're stupid. Yeah. Beer. So that is not an official... Yep. Texas beer that comes from somewhere else. It is a marketing ploy. Uh, it's bullshit. That's the way I feel about it. That's the way many Texans should feel about it. But there's a lot of misinformation out there. A lot of misinformation that that is the official beer of Texas. It, it is not. 
it is not because it's not made here in Texas. Therefore, it's not eligible to be an official beer of Tejas. Like, oh, wait, that's why it's a $5 bucket of beer. Yeah, because that's cheap and it's from somewhere yeah. else. And if you've ever like drank a Lone Star and you look under the cap and you see the little pictogram puzzle, and you're like, that's not a saying. Who would say that? Mm-mm. People in Milwaukee. It's yeah. not Texas. That's why they don't have Texas shit on there. Mm-mm. There would be at least one motherfucker that would be like, Paranodos would be on there. There'd be mm-hmm. some Tex-Mex shit and there's zero. That's yeah. how you not know it's not Texas. Mm-hmm. That that's for sure. So that that thing is look it up if you don't believe us. Google it, find out, yeah. learn. Um, but we're not speaking anything that's not true. We're telling you the truth. That is not produced in Texas, and it's owned by one of the Biggie Boy corporations. And they're laughing at you. Yeah, they are. Every time you buy their beer, they're just <laughs> give us your money. And I was like, that's not the way it should be. So that is not. As far as I'm concerned, an official beer of Texas. So stop saying that. It isn't. That is just a. And when they sue us, like, you could be honest. Mm -hmm. No, like, are you made in Texas? Are you the absolute official beer of Texas? What what Texans declared you that? Was that based on something? Or you just. You you just said that. So official, you are. Oh, is that just marketing? Kind of sounds like you're lying, not the other way around. Uh, so I'm not, yeah. yeah, I'm not, I'm not a fan. And, and I truth think there's a defense against libel bit or slander in this case. Yeah. Still truth, against, truth is a defense against slander. Mm-hmm. Prove me wrong, bitch. Yeah. I mean, it's you're, you're owned not by a Texas. No, 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 no. So anyway, I'm going to get off that, but that is a thing that I feel that we should educate the nation about yep. and the nation. I mean, Texas, <laughs> Because we are drunk. Except, except for you guys who are listening out <laughs> in Washington and, and uh, all the other other uh, neighboring states that are, you know, not Texas. <laughs> <laughs> well, they're not. <laughs> they're not. They, they, they are. But, you know, thank you for listening anyway. Uh, but I got to say, you know, that that whole Lone Star thing is much like bulls balls in your beers just bullshit (laughs) it is not the official beer so anyway i'm going to get off that because it does agitate me and it drives me nuts so there you go uh but that is my just like that was your two cents that is my two cents so that is our four cents in the piggy bank which still means we're we're poor (laughs) but one day we won't be and we'll have a beer (laughs) Uh, so with that being said, Carlo, you good? Yep. I have another beer. (laughs) I have another beer. There you go. (laughs) So with that being said, uh, please send us pictures of maybe your favorite beer. Tell us what your favorite beer might be. And maybe it's something that we totally missed. Uh, tell us if there's something out there that you like, maybe you did a beer party. Let us know, Carlo, how can they let us know? Uh, they have the options. They have the email which I still don't remember. And <laughs> uh, you can always get us on uh, Twitter and Instagram at the VCR show, or you can email us to the VCR show at gmail.com. That's the VCR show at gmail.com. Let us know what you think. Give us your thoughts, comments, questions. We love hearing from you. Yeah. And until next time, I'm Vada. I'm Carlo. And As always, raise your beer glass, send up a toast, 
and remember the Alamo. <laughs> uh, I know. Bye. <laughs> Need some sweet treats for your next big event? Or maybe you just have a sweet tooth? Check out Skippity Cakes. That's Skippity Cakes. S-K-I-P-P-I-T-Y-C-A-K-E-S dot com. Check them out for all of your sweet treat needs, things such as cakes, cupcakes, and cake pops. Also, check them out for their varieties of face masks, t-shirts, and coffee mugs. You can also contact them at 281-221-9703. That's 281-221-9703. Again, that's Skippity Cakes. Say hi to our friend Rosie for us. Need a clean space? Call A Clean Space For You in Multi-Services and ask for our friend Rachel. They can be contacted at 832-297-1704 or you can email them at acleanspaceforyou at gmail.com. You've been listening to VCR, creative content by Richard Christopher Vada and Carlo Manuel Magana. The logo created by Richard Christopher Vara with assistance from Annie Ramirez. The theme song is The Messenger by Silent Partner and can be found on YouTube Music Library. You can follow us on our social media platforms such as Twitter and Instagram at The VCR Show. You can also email us your thoughts, comments, and concerns to The VCR Show at gmail.com.